Hello, this is episode 267, and today we're chatting about the practice of steaming your vagina. And before you're like, oh my gosh, this is totally weird, I'm going on to the next episode. If you are interested in shortening your cycle because it's too long, extending your cycle because it's too short, regulating your period, reducing PMS, focusing on fertility, we cover everything today, including uh, what the practice of yoni steaming is like, what to expect, when not to do it, how it works, why it works, the history around this, starting a practice around focusing on your vaginal health, the period care and the compliments to steaming, how we can care for our bodies throughout our cycle so that our period is a pleasant experience as opposed to horrible and like so, so, so much more. So there are two trigger warnings that I want to chat with you about before you get started with today's episode. The first is that we chat about some I want to say risque things. And if you are not open to or balanced and empowered in your sexual health, it may feel like it's a bit too much. And I don't know about you, but our guest today and I actually talk about when things feel like they're too much, how to move through that and how to know if it's right for you. So if you do get triggered by this because we're talking about sexual health, we talk about also how to lean into it. Another trigger warning is that we talk about the history of gynecology and slavery. I was able to find some resources, which I linked to in the show notes if you're in interested in this story and going deeper into the history. I also found a book that comes highly recommended on this, which I've also included in the show notes. And because we're talking about some pretty uncomfortable things, I also wanted to bring that up. And I think it's unfortunate that this history existed. In fact, I didn't know about it until Kit mentioned it today. So I love learning. Um, So I just wanted to uh, present you with those trigger warnings before we get started with the show. The reason why I wanted to have our guest on today, Kit Maloney, is because um, I actually purchased a vaginal steaming kit a couple of months ago. In fact, her vaginal steaming kit, and it came to my door. And on the little letter, she said, I can't believe you purchased this. I've been following you for years. And I thought it was so great. Um, I She reached out to me a couple of months after, and I told her that I stopped using it because it didn't work for me. And then um, I invited her onto the show and she asked. And she said, yes, of course I'll come. And I really wanted to have this conversation because as somebody who has been on a journey ever like since about 2015, really focusing on my hormonal health, on my vaginal health, and really, really wanting to experience ovulation and have a balanced period and all the things that just, this just felt like the next step for me to take was vaginal steaming and really understand how it all came about and whether or not it would work for me. And so I'm always open to trying new things. And sometimes I try them and I don't give them the attention and care that's required. It's sort of like, yep, checked it off my list. Don't like it. Um, But I really wanted to have Kit on today to really open our eyes to vaginal steaming or yoni steaming, as you might have heard it be referred to as, and really allow us to understand how it all works. Now, After the episode, I was so, so inspired by everything that Kit said that I actually booked a one-on-one session with her to go through in more detail of how to make it work for me and my goals. Uh, My hormones have been doing really, really well over the last couple of years, getting better and better. I ended up having to switch thyroid medications um, due to a shortage and that caused some issues overall across the board in addition to a reduction in my estrogen as I was or rather discovered a lump in my breast a couple months ago which 
one, oh, it was an adventure. Maybe one day I'll share it. Not now, <laughs> but I had to reduce my estrogen. And so that's caused some issues where I haven't ovulated in the last couple of months. So, and I'm also experiencing a little bit of spotting leading up to my cycle. And while this isn't a quote unquote big deal, it is to me because I know that as I am in my mid thirties, and really anyone of fertility age, whether you're trying to get pregnant or not, it's really, really important that we ovulate. And so having a cycle without ovulation feels very off and it's caused a lot of moodiness, imbalances, um, specifically mental imbalances for me as I work through this. And so I think sharing this information, how does it tie into keto? Well, we don't really talk about the ketogenic diet today, but I think because the keto diet podcast is dedicated to women's health, this is a huge, huge part of it. And I'm really excited to share how my experience goes over the next coming months using um, vaginal steaming as a gentle process. Also, in today's episode, we chatted about how to take care of yourself during your period. And one of these were a couple of resources I wanted to bring up before you listen to today's recording. The first is silicone cups. Now, I have a wishy-washy relationship with silicone cups. I love them, love them, but not on days one and two of my cycle. I used to use the menstrual cups day one through five, but I found that it caused more cramping in days one and two. So now I use a um, organic flannel cotton pad. It's reusable, rewashable. Now, I I have a brand that I recommend, well, it's I will include in the show notes. It's created by a woman in Florida, all handmade through Etsy, amazing human being. Um, so you can check that out. Um, we talk about organic pads. Um, you can find these at like Target, Walmart. You don't have to go far to look for those. I do, I think, reference free bleeding in the episode. And this might be a little bit hard, too hardcore for some people, but I'm going to mention and explain what this is. It's basically where you let yourself bleed. And this may be too much for you. I understand it. Um, but really this process of getting in touch with our period, getting in touch with our yoni, it can be really, really important to assist you in really understanding your overall hormone health. So now that I've explained all of the things, my guest today is Kit Maloney, who's been in the world of women's health and wellness for over 20 years. Over the past two decades, she's been an academic, entrepreneur, victim advocate, and pleasure activist. Kit has earned a master's degree in gender and social policy from the London School of Economics and has been featured widely in the media, including Glamour, Self, and Bustle. Mary Claire named Kit an amazing woman for her work celebrating women's sexuality. After experiencing for herself the tremendous healing benefits of vaginal steaming, Kit set out to help spread the word of Yoni Steam Magic all over the world by launching her newest venture, Kitara. Kitara makes beautifully designed, expertly crafted, and great value products for safe and easy in-home vaginal steaming. The Katara product line includes everything you need to steam from one-on-one -on -one consultations, I wish I had done this at the beginning, to gorgeous steam seats, to custom organic herbs, to special hand-dyed robes and blankets. Katara makes it safe, easy, and joyful to benefit from the ancient healing modality of vaginal steaming in the comfort of your own home. 
some items before we get to today's interview. Um, if you are wanting to really hone in on your personal health and dedicate yourself to your overall wellness, there are two resources in regards to what we're chatting about today that you could find helpful. The first is my paperback book, Keto for Women. You can find it in any bookstore across North America. You can also find out details by going to ketodietbook.com on any of my paperback books. I got three of them. And then Happy Keto Body is my 12-week video training program for women. It was developed by myself as well as my doctor friend, Dr. Nina Lewis Larson. You can find out more by going to happyketobody.com. This is especially helpful for those that are on the ketogenic diet and are wanting to heal their bodies through keto. If you have questions about today's content, go to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me and catch up on previous podcast episodes and notes from today's show by going to ketodietpodcast.com. Just look for episode 267 when you get to that page. Okay, let's do this thing. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel, and you're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've put together a free 21-page guide on achieving weight loss on your keto diet if nothing is working as a little thank you for being here today. Grab your free guide at ketoforwomen.com to get the steps you need to overcome the hurdles standing in your way. Hey, Kit, how are you? Oh, Leanne, I'm so good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. This has been, I guess, a long time coming, and I'm so glad that we're finally having this conversation. Yes, me too. Okay, so for people who aren't familiar with your work and kind of your history, I know I just read your bio, but it's like super professional. And like, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Oh, thank you for that. Yes. Um, so my name is Kit and I'm currently living in Maine, which is where I moved with my husband and dog a little over a year ago. We're redoing this very old 1848 farmhouse. And so I'm in the midst of renovating that. And in the midst of all these changes to our lives, I just I decided to start a company called Katara, um, which is all about providing beautifully designed, expertly crafted and great value products to support folks with their in-home vaginal steaming practice. And I came to found Katara after about 20 years in the world of women's health and wellness. I was in academia, I've been an entrepreneur and a victim advocate and a pleasure activist. All of those things are still true. Um, but on my journey, particularly with pleasure activism and celebrating women's sexual pleasure, I came across this modality of vaginal steaming. And from there, completely fell in love with it. And with that admiration for the practice came this new venture, Katara, to support other folks having their own steaming practice. What was it about vaginal steaming where you're like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I want to go there. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, to be totally honest, at first I was super skeptical and even a bit like eye-rolly. I was like, we're doing what now? <laughs> um, and I think that that skepticism actually struck me. I was driving home from this workshop. True story. I was at a workshop around learning about and releasing taboo about female ejaculation. So I'm like well into the world of like releasing taboo around women's health and pleasure, right? And um, these women were talking about vaginal steaming and how helpful it had been for their embodiment, their healing, and particularly addressing any issues they were having with their periods and menstrual cycles. And I was like, really? Okay. Like a little skeptical, but as I was driving home, I noticed this like balance of skepticism and curiosity. And from there, I think within a couple of days, I was 
working with a practitioner and having my first steam um, because that skepticism just turned into like, well, now I'm really curious about why I'm nervous about it in a way um, and could kind of feel, I don't know if, if people resonate with this, but sometimes, sometimes my skepticism is like an actual inner, like, oh, that's not the right thing for me. And sometimes it's actually the path towards my intuition saying like, dig a little deeper. There's something here. And it's actually what I call patriarchy's grasp is strong. <laughs> um, and so my intuition is asking for me to let go of that grasp of fear around, really around holistic healing, which is my passion. But, you know, it is kind of that we teach what we need to learn type thing. Yeah. And so then from there, I just personally had such a positive experience with steaming, really came to see in my experience from really those first steams that not only was the steam supporting my cycle and helping clear out some stagnation, which was the root cause of period pain for almost 20 years, that I had just thought was a ubiquitous part of my life, and had never really come to think what was causing it, was just focused on the symptoms of it, really, until steaming. And then in these steams for me as well, and I was working with a really beautiful practitioner adept at emotional healing and spiritual connection being facilitated through steaming. And I saw the ways in which this practice can really, of course, address the physical, but also hold space for helping people clear out emotional wounds and connect to spirit. That is so beautiful. And so I want to ask before we get too deep into it, because I always forget, because I know something about something, oftentimes I don't ask the most important question, what is this that we're speaking about? What is steaming? What is, what, what is it? What is it? Thank you so much for this question. I, yes, I always um, get too far into the conversation before addressing this. So, um, so steaming is an ancient practice that's been used all over the world for thousands of years. And we can talk in a little bit about how and why it has been um, buried, but it's coming back. And what it is, is that you, as yoni body people, we sit over a pot of very warm water, heated water. Steam itself is a little bit of a misnomer because steam does have a correlated temperature that is a very high heat. So I by no means mean that it always has to be at that 212 Fahrenheit note, but it's heated water. And you are going to sit or kneel or use a steam seat to sit safely and comfortably over the steam. And at its very, very core, the practice only requires a steam pot to hold the water um, and an able-bodied person being able to sit or kneel over it, um, opening the legs, allowing the steam to enter up into the yoni and support our natural cleansing that the uterus is very adept at doing, but like all of our organs, welcome some added support with their cleansing abilities. And then on top of that, the ways to really make the most of your steam practice usually involve the specific choice of herbs. So there are a variety of different herbs to use for vaginal steaming. And we practitioners choose different blends to best support what our clients are looking to achieve from their steam practice. So there are different herbs for postpartum steaming versus steaming to release yeast infections, cool down the body and menopause, lengthen cycles, shorten cycles, etc. Um, and then on top of that, 
I make these steam seats or what's kind of in the world of vaginal steaming known as a vaginal steam sauna. And that's something that just makes the practice that much easier, safer, and more comfortable because it is a steam seat that you can put the pot inside and then you can put your herbs in and you can put the lid on top and then sit and rest and relax into experiencing the steam and its healing. Sounds so beautiful and personal share. So I have a friend, her name is Caitlin. She's amazing. And she's a chiropractor and she did an adjustment on my uterus, like on the outside, just did this adjustment. She's like, you should try Yoni steaming. And I was like, okay. So I went to Kit's website and I ordered all the things (laughs) and I was so interested in trying it. And I'm a very impatient person. So Mm. I sat there on the box and I was like, I feel nothing. This is stupid. Like, shouldn't it be hotter? Like, and so <laughs> I think I discounted it too soon of like, well, this can't possibly be helping because it's, I don't really feel anything. Can you talk about the experience of, of what it's like to do this? And is it a gentle practice? Cause I think coming from, you know, the regular world, quote unquote, um, if it's not hurting, it's not working. If you're not feeling anything, it couldn't possibly be ha- have anything happening. I'd love to talk about like what happens within a practice and what are some of the experiences that one has? Oh my gosh, Sam, you have hit at such a core important piece of this topic. So thank yeah. you. Um, Yes, this is a gentle practice. I believe it is more effective in its gentleness, in the celebration of the gentleness. And I know that we live in this culture that not only doesn't prioritize gentleness, but we're so disconnected from the powers that can live in gentle practices that absolutely, I hear you, I've been there. I distrust something if it feels quote unquote too easy. It can't possibly be is how the story goes. (laughs) And I think many of these remembered, reclaimed traditions are really feminine traditions. And the feminine does carry an energy of not only understanding, but reverence for pleasure, pleasure, gentleness, ease, having healing inside them, not needing to be pushed aside to achieve, 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 but to be able to receive from the gentleness, from the pleasure, and from the ease. So I too was my very first, um, when I started seeming at home, that practitioner that I worked with in person, I was so blown away by just how relaxed I was after my sessions with her. And then she would move to Hawaii. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've just started getting into this. <laughs> and now you're off to Hawaii. And that's when I started studying steaming myself. And I got myself certified mostly for my own um, education. And then I started just being so into it that I started working with clients and started this whole new company of it. But I digress. When I was first steaming at home, I too had a similar experience to you. And I'm not sure I was really cognizant of it until I heard you share yours. Um, I thought, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I did it right. I'm not sure if it was hot enough. And, oh, I have, indica- I have a few indications that mean for me, it's safer to steam for 10 minutes than longer steams of 30. And we can talk about that when we talk a little bit about safety. But I was like, how could 10 minutes of something that just feels really nice, but not like I've like worked for it, really have benefit? And then it was that next period that like came out of nowhere to me. Like I hadn't realized that I had 
subconsciously trained myself over the many, many years to know when my period was coming through an alert of pain. And that is incredibly common in our culture, but it is not normal. And it is certainly not necessary or a requirement for bleeding people to understand that their bleed is coming through a symptom of pain. And so when all of a sudden I just got my period after a 28 day cycle with no pain and I started bleeding fresh red blood, I was like, whoa. (laughs) Um, And that has been my experience. Um, And sometimes there isn't this big, you know, tangible moment of seeing a huge clot removed and being able to point to it and say, oh my gosh, steaming did that. Oftentimes there are, there are lots of stories about that, but sometimes there aren't. And what it is, is that the steaming is really helping to to support that urine cleanse and to loosen the stagnation up that so many of us have the stagnation, particularly in the uterus. Um, and that's the root cause of menstrual cramps and lower back pain. Um, it's not that the uterus is necessarily doing anything wrong. I actually believe that the uterus is doing something very, very beautiful on our behalf. She's cramping so that she can release that stagnation. The result is a lot of pain on our end. Um, and so we don't want that. And so if you're anything like me, I was trained that that's when you go to Advil and I take the Advil for the pain, but I was never addressing the root cause of the stagnation until I started steaming and gave the opportunity to support the natural cleanse through the steam and therefore not have to have the uterus cramp as a way of cleansing. And so back to your beautiful question, this is a really, you are, you are not alone in this. Um, and it actually is this interesting thing where we're seeing this distrust of the gentleness in the vaginal steaming practice is, is actually connected and sometimes causal to why sometimes people do hurt themselves through burning themselves because we are in this work hard, play hard culture that I say vaginal steaming just doesn't fit into. And so there is no such thing as steaming harder. It's not going to get anything better. It's actually going to be potentially at your detriment. Um, And I've given this talk, um, part one, we're gonna record part two soon, maybe by the time this comes out, with my dear friend, Rachel Sizemore. It's called Don't Get Burned by the Patriarchy or Yourself. Um, how to Yoni Steam Safely. And what we found is that there have been a few women, and I was so nervous about this, I almost didn't start Katara because the fear that somebody would get hurt was so real to me. And then I also understand that this practice is so helpful and it is very rare to get burned. But like anything, you want to know your you want to start working with a new practice with a practitioner likely, and you want to get all of that information. Like for your audience, you don't just like hear about keto from one conversation and think now I'm just going to eat the exact way that I heard at that dinner party. There's more research to do. You might reach out to a coach um, so that you make sure that you're doing whatever new practice you're doing in alignment with your body and the safety that's required for you. And so we do see sometimes folks miss that chance and think that, oh, it's going to be better if it's hotter. Um, And if I do it longer, um, again, I get it. (laughs) Um, In different parts of my life and in different modalities, I've done those things. I ran two marathons out of that reason that were not in alignment for my life, but definitely fit into this culture of push, push, do, the pain is where the, um, the medicine is. With vaginal steaming, that's not the case. It's the gentleness, the soothing, the paying attention to our cycles and rhythms that carry the medicine. 
You know what I love more than anything in the entire world is helping people. And when I meet a complete stranger and they're telling me about symptoms that they're having or symptoms that their dog is having or their loved one, oftentimes the first thing that comes into my head is, you should try CBD oil. And I'm in fact sitting in my car right now. I just drove an hour and a half to a friend's place to drop off a bottle of Eaton Hemp CBD oil. Their dog's having a really difficult time with an inflammatory condition. Nobody knows what it is. And I just thought again, you need to try CBD oil. Now CBD oil has massively reduced my symptoms of anxiety, but CBD oil does so much more including inflammation reduction, improving digestive function, improving sleep quality, reduces acne. But here's what you have to know before you grab a random bottle and start supplementing. Research, research, research your options thoroughly. Look for a CBD oil that uses hemp seed oil as the carrier oil. Now, the hemp seed oil means that the plant has been kept in its purest whole plant form, allowing for the terpenes and cannabinoids to work together in unison in your body to give you the powerful entourage effect that everyone is always raving about when it comes to CBD. Among high-quality CBD options, Eaton Hemp's unfiltered full-spectrum CBD oil is an all-organic choice. Again, all organic choice. They're one of the first unfiltered CBD products to be USDA certified organic. This guarantees what you see is what you get. No toxins, no pesticides, no label trickery. Eaton Hemp uses hemp seed oil as a carrier for CBD, giving you the full entourage effect, maximum absorption, potency, effectiveness, terpenes, cannabinoids, aka results, which is all good things. If you're like supplementing, how do I even do this? Now, I personally take a dropper full a day with my dogs up until both our dogs passed away. Lexi was supplementing with 15 milligrams. She's a 60 pound dog and Pebbles, who is a 10 pound dog, did a dropper to a day. Now with our dog Coconut, who's developed a little bit of inflammation, I've started giving her 10 milligrams a day and she's an 80 pound dog. I personally couldn't even imagine my life without CBD. It extended Lexi's life by three years, giving us so much more time to spend together when vets said it wasn't even possible. I cannot tell you how powerful a supplement this has been for me and my family. Now, I chatted with my friends over at Eaton Hemp and they put together a sweet deal for you. If you go to eatonhempcbd.com slash keto diet, again, that's Eaton, E-A-T-O-N, hemp, cbd.com slash keto diet and use a coupon code keto diet. You're going to get 20% off all Eaton hemp CBD products. That includes the salves and all the crazy things you can get into when it comes to CBD. That's 20% off with the code keto diet at eatonhempcbd.com slash keto diet. So beautifully said, and there's so many parts of that, um, like the distrust of the gentleness goes mm. beyond just yoni steaming, but I would say with life, like yeah. if something is too easy, there's actually this poster in a yoga studio that I used to go to and it said, if it's not challenging, it won't change you. And this, I always look at that poster and laugh because it's such a, a paradigm of struggle and forcefulness. And if I'm not trying hard, it couldn't possibly be working. And I thought that was yeah, I, um, I was just thinking the other day about this poster that my brother had in his bedroom all growing up that said, pain is temporary, pride is forever. Um, and he loved it so much that I like made this big art project out of it for him in my twenties. 
just, you know, I just turned, I just thought that was like a ubiquitous truth. Yes. Um, and now I'm coming to see all the complexities of that, right? So sometimes we achieve things through the challenge, absolutely. And yet there is this other counter energy that invites us to see the wisdom of the gentleness and to see the more dynamic ways in which we can grow. So, yeah. Yes, completely. And another thing you said was like those tangible moments. Um, I think so many of us think there's going to be this moment where everything makes sense. And we're told this is at a very young age, right? Like with everything we do, you know, um, you'll be able to read this book when, or, oh, weight loss is a big one. You know, when I lose 10 pounds and my life will all of a sudden be better. And these tangible moments that when we do X, Y, Z thing, then this will happen at this time. And then I know that it's working. Um, and I'm finding with all these little nuances of how to take care of your body, sometimes it's so gentle and it takes such not a long time but the results are so slow I guess in a way but not even slow but if I look back over the last say five years oh my gosh so much has shifted but when I'm experiencing it it's you know day after day after day after day and I think a lot of people forget that and just search for those tangible moments. Oh I so hear you I think I very much have succumb to this like need for immediacy and have to be in constant check with myself. And um, I also really resonate with this feeling like in the moment, it feels like that's a really long time to have to wait for results. <laughs> and, then, and then you think on like the grand scheme of things and it's like actually three months to get a balanced cycle. Like, you know, we're, we're bleeding in our bleeding times for decades and decades. And being in practice with something, I mean, I do think that yoga um, invites us into this thinking really beautifully, which is that there isn't an end result. We're doing yoga to be in practice with the meditation, the connection, and the movement. Um, I think there are some really similar parallels with that, with vaginal steaming. There are folks who come to it usually because something is really out of alignment with their cycles and bleeds, but then we as practitioners are there to remind them that the practice is being asked to be continued because it's a supportive practice, one that will hopefully prevent the return of the ailments that brought them there. Um, and so it's not like you're wanting to lose weight or you're wanting to gain flexibility or you're wanting some more mindfulness. So you do yoga for three months and then it's like, great, I nailed it with the mindfulness. <laughs> I'm back to being on six apps at a time. <laughs> you know? um, but you do see these incredible transformations happening at the outset, you hear a couple of months and amazingly in our culture. And again, I'm there, I'm there, but I'm like, it's going to take a week to get that, you know, bit of wood we need for the renovation of the kitchen, like a week, a whole week. How will I ever wait that long? <laughs> um, and then I so realized, that, you know, <laughs> we actually aren't even ready to install it for another two weeks. <laughs> So true. That's so true. And it sounds like you've mentioned a couple of times practitioners, like mm. it sounds like, should you work with somebody on this? Like, don't just buy one and hope for the best like I did, or what's kind of <laughs> like the process that one could follow? Yeah. So, you know, it's great that you mentioned this yoga studio because it's really got me thinking more about this yoga analogy that I have just started sharing. Um, in a yoga to vaginal steaming analogy, I think that we're, we're called to yoga. There's something inside of, uh, inside of us that wants to start a practice. 
usually, and it is advised, you walk down to a local studio or in this time you find something online that resonates. You check in with the teacher, you say, hey, I'm brand new. They ask you what's going on in your body, what's going on maybe in your mind and heart too, and what are you looking to receive from this practice? And then they say, you know, great, I'm so glad you're here. And for you, you know, you've got an ankle issue, so I'm going to cue you in a slightly different way. And great to know that you have, you know, this desire to more flexibility. So I'm going to safely, you know, put you into some positions that might help with that. And then you might think about buying some products to support the safety and comfort of your practice. So you might buy a yoga mat, you might buy some yoga pants and a block and a bolster and you kind of feel good to go. And you can always go back to that yoga teacher, that studio, that online program. But you might also be like, great, you know, I don't really have the time or I just want to do something on my own today. So I'm now equipped to do some yoga in home with an in-home practice. Well, I think you can see where I'm going. Vaginal steaming is very similar. You're called to it. It's really great to reach out to a vaginal steam practitioner and say, hey, I'm called to this. This is what I'm working with. They can then make sure that you're steaming at the right times of your cycle, that you're going to be steaming for the right amount of time when you do steam, point you in the direction of some great herbs, um, and set you up in a really way that's going to most effectively and have this practice work for you. And then you can check in with them or you're like, cool, I really get it now. Um, and I can now do this practice at home on my own. And I find that an incredibly empowering balance because part of the medicine of vaginal steaming, I believe, is because it's really connecting us to ourselves, to our intuition, and to the truth that our health is a piece of our sovereignty. And we get to be at the helm of navigating our health and what we do to support it. And so, and then finally, to complete this analogy, um, the, I like to think of our Yoni steam seat sauna as the yoga mat um, and the yoga pants are our robe and the block and bolsters are the blankets that we offer. And so that is kind of how I advise people if they can to get started. Oops. <laughs> uh. I haven't done a very good job sharing this. You know, your experience, again, you are not alone. And um, I think I sometimes, you know, want to make the practice so accessible that I don't want to, you know, I don't want to invoke myself into the process. So it's like, yeah, if you want to start with a sauna, then do. Maybe you're working with a different practitioner. I totally support that. Um, and so I'm thinking about how to ask more questions and make sure that people who are buying a product or two know how to get the most out of them. Um, so I, by no means, you know, you're not alone. I completely understand how many of us are jumping in. And again, it's an invitation to kind of look at like, where we might be holding ourselves back from some added support. I really hope you're enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. You can snap a pic and tag me at Leanne Vogel or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff. That's so beautiful. And I mean, I know when I got my kit, I was like, 
oh, this is so foreign. I have no idea what I'm doing. And it was the same thing with like yoni eggs. When my yoni eggs got delivered, I was like, oh dear, what have I gotten myself into? I don't even know. Why are there holes in it? Oh, right. Of course. Because how am I going to get it out? How do you get it out? Is it going to get stuck? And um, so I purchased a course (laughs) on yoni eggs. And then after I was like, okay, I understand. And I love the analogy of a yoga practice because it's so true. You know, having been doing yoga for 17 years myself, Mm -hmm. I love my home practice, but I still, I still go into the studio to learn new things or ask questions or get inspired in different ways. And I really love that analogy. So you mentioned a little bit about the history of steaming and I definitely want to go there, but I think the first question I need to ask on this is what are the benefits? Because then I'm going to ask, you know, I know personally know the benefits and I get a little bit disappointed in our world for hiding things (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, that are so beneficial, but I'd love to, um, to set the stage to ask you kind of what are the benefits you chatted a little bit about shortening your cycle if it's so long or um, extending it if it's too short or regulating the period, reducing PMS. Can you chat a little bit more about the benefits? So I sit on my sauna for XYZ time, um, depending on what's needed for me. And then what, what do I experience over the long term? Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So the number one benefit is balancing your cycle to an optimal menstrual cycle that includes natural ovulation and natural bleed. So you can steam when you're on hormonal birth control, absolutely, but it is going to affect, well, hormonal birth control is affecting your cycle in in a thousand ways. And I know you've talked about maybe 2,000 of them already. um, Yeah, at least (laughs) 2,000. I'll link up to the show notes if anyone's like, what? Birth control is bad for me? Well, not bad, but just not (laughs) optimal. Not bad, but right. We need some more education before informed consent is a reality in our culture, I think. And I think work on that. And so, yeah, so lots of us are experiencing either long cycles. When I say long, I mean, we're getting up into the 30s, 30 day plus, um, 40, you have a missing period. Steam is really, really helpful for that. Um, Again, you're going to use some particular herbs for that that are helping to prioritize the release of the stagnation that is likely the root cause of you not bleeding. And so that can bring the period back or shorten the cycle. Um, Similarly, if you're experiencing really short cycles, lower than 27 days, getting sort of to this point of like, oh my gosh, I think my period is coming like every week. Um, That's usually a sign of some uterine fatigue and you're going to want to steam with some strengthening herbs so that you can get your cycle long lengthened and back to that optimal 28-day-ish range. Um, And then really also what we're talking about, the steaming practice is going to help keep a healthy cycle healthy. And so then our number two reason to steam is to get us this pain-free period. So again, we've talked about this, that so much of the pain is, is because the uterus is cramping, because there's stagnation. And, you know, I've touched on this, but every organ in the body has a natural cleansing mechanism to it. So with our skin, we exfoliate it to support that natural cleanse. With our liver, we get some liver detoxes and we go on some routine cleanses to offer support for that natural cleanse. With our lungs, we do deep clearing breaths, right? 
somehow with the uterus, um, when people talk about supporting the cleanse in this misogyny patriarchy that we live in, the reaction can be particularly from Western gynecology, no, 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 don't do that. The uterus is self-cleansing. Um, well, yeah, absolutely. Just like all of our other organs. But if somebody comes to you and says that they haven't had an elimination in a week, you aren't going to just say, oh, I'm sorry, the colon is self-cleansing. Don't do anything about it. <laughs> You're going to give them plants and teas and herbs and movements and supplements to make sure that they get their digestion back on track. And so with yoni steaming, I think it's this really beautiful answer to both celebrate the amazing uterus's ability to go through this monthly cleanse whilst offering it support. Um, and this is really going to be how and why it releases the experience of pain around your periods. And Leon, just jump in. I'm just going to fly through these like eight benefits that I think are why people are most drawn to it. But if there are certain pieces of it that you have questions about, let me know. <laughs> Deal. Yeah. I think the self-cleansing piece is really fascinating and what called me to it because I had amenorrhea for eight years mm -hmm. and there was no self-cleansing happening. So I was like, oh, wow, that could be a really wow. beneficial oh, wow. that, practice. Wow, right. We have people who are able to to bring their periods back through steaming. Lots of our postpartum folks are, um, you know, um, well, if they've done a postpartum steam, so actually I'm going skip, skip to skip down the chart to you steam for postpartum. <laughs> I'll talk about, that's another reason. So steaming for postpartum is really beneficial with removing the lochia and helping the full cleanse of the uterus after giving birth. The reason I mention it is that people who steam and do a 30-day protocol after giving birth are really much more likely to have the ability to bring their period back at the optimal time and have a healthy period when it does return. And so for some other folks who haven't really been able to steam or have had some other stuff going on and haven't experienced that full uterus cleanse after birth, we're seeing a lot of women having really delayed starts to having their period come back. So it's kind of optimal to have your period come back between nine and 13 months after delivery. And we're seeing women not be able to get their bleed back after those 13 months. And really beautiful testimonials from people who haven't gotten their period after two years of giving birth and being able to steam once or twice and seeing their cycle return. And so same goes for amenorrhea as well. Um, again, specific herbs and knowing when to steam is really helpful, but um, really supportive practice for that. And then now that we've talked about postpartum, I'd also love to talk about the other side of that journey, which is that steaming can really help increase and optimize fertility. Fertility, of course, is something that is particularly optimized through the presence of a healthy menstrual cycle. So by steaming to support your menstrual cycle, you are supporting your fertility um, mm -hmm. and really getting it back into balance. And with a balanced cycle, you are more likely to get pregnant. Um, we also, and this I love so much because I'm such a stand for like, we don't seem to get very much benefit, if any, from the binaries that we've constructed in our world. And so I have no need to perpetuate an either or binary with modern medicine, Western gynecology, and or ancient medicines and midwifery. It's very much to me seems like it's a great opportunity for the individual to select what blend of those modalities is most right for them. And so we do see women steaming to support the IVF, IUI processes um, and help 
make sure that the uterus is cleansed before the insemination happens. And so when you are steaming for fertility in an active way, so we have folks who steam for fertility to optimize their fertility, and then we have folks who are like, I'm steaming, but I'm actively trying to get pregnant. Those folks are only going to steam during their follicular phase. So they're not going to steam during their ovulation or after their ovulation in their luteal, and they're going to wait and then decide if they bleed that they aren't pregnant or confirm that they are pregnant because we aren't going to steam during pregnancy. So there are some further considerations to take into account if you're steaming while you're in a window of active desire to conceive. But it's super supportive and it's super beautiful to see so many babies coming into the world through some steaming support. And then just a few more quick ones, but fibroids and cysts, um, these are incredibly, incredibly common. Again, common, not normal. Um, and steaming helps liquefy and release the fibroids and cysts. It's a really beautiful non-surgical option for their removal. Um, and, you know, I oh, it just happened yesterday. I heard from another woman, 37 years old, doesn't have children, went into her gynecologist because of period pain, was told she had fibroids. He asked if she wanted children. She said, I think so, but I'm not sure, and I haven't found my partner yet. And he said, well, if you're not sure and you don't want kids, we should just give you a hysterectomy. What? You don't need it anyway. Direct quote. You don't need it anyway. <sighs> Yeah, I like. I feel like bursting into tears. Um, I hear this. I now hear this at least once a month. That's disgusting. It is disgusting. It is disgusting. I think um, her word was devastating, and I just sat with her and, and reassured her that it is devastating. It's devastating to hear somebody misunderstand your body in such egregious ways. And to have that person be deemed by our culture as an expert is devastating, both to her and I think to our, to our wider collective of people in need of gynecological services. And so, you know, this issue, this segues into my next reason to steam, this issue of is the uterus only necessary for reproduction is one that's really a prevalent concern that I have around the ways in which Western gynecology view uteruses. Um, and so steaming is a really great way to support folks who are transitioning into menopause. Um, not only do we select cooling herbs for them so that there's added moisture, adrenal support gives a cooling down of the body, but we're giving them a chance to say, hell yes, my uterus matters. <laughs> and simply because I am exiting my reproductive years doesn't make me any less of a cyclical person. It doesn't make me any less connected to my womb. If anything, this is a time that I believe and in so many ways look forward to because of the incredible wisdom that comes out of yoni body people in their later years, in their non-bleeding times at the end of life. And for our reaction in our modern medical system to be, well, now your child rearing days are over, why don't we just take it out, is really representative of other ways in which we just don't have reverence for yoni body people in our medical system. And so finally, um, two more, but sexual aliveness is something that people are really loving about steaming. It helps us connect to our yonis, adds some lubrication, it can increase libido, and when used as an embodiment practice with some intentionality and probably we want to be working with this with some sort of coach, 
um, can really help with sexual awakening as well as sexual healing. And um, there are really beautiful ceremony spaces, particularly by cultural or folk steam practitioners that can support the release of sexual trauma through healing, um, which is super powerful. And I'm so grateful for those incredible practitioners, one of which um, I feature on Katara Life, uh, um, com, which is our website. And her name is Alide, and she is amazing. And I did a ceremony with her about a year ago that completely opened my eyes to the ways in which this practice can be used in such deep ways and release of not just the stagnated blood in the uterus, but of really deep trauma within that, if I'm honest, I thought I had already done all the work around and apparently had not, <laughs> um, which I think is part of the nonlinear healing process. And then finally, it's just a really, another reason to steam is for your holistic health and to really just honor your yoni as a piece of your body that you want to take care of and to honor your cycle as something that's inherent to the wisdom that you're able to access in this lifetime. So thank you so much. I went pretty deep into all of this, but I appreciate the opportunity to do so. And it's so beautiful. And you can feel as you were speaking, I really felt energy that was so old. Does that make sense? Like this, it feels like it has such a deep history and such deep ceremony of women coming together and doing this in practice. I don't know if that's been done. Like, is that a common thing where women would practice all together? Yeah, like I feel like it's such a deep ceremony. Yes. Yes, exactly. I have goosebumps of truth to everything you're saying. You know, this is actually a really great segue to talk about the history, if that's cool. Yes, please. Let's go there. <laughs> um, because I mentioned earlier that steaming, go, the history of it goes back to all land over the globe. And that's true. With some of us, we have to go back further and further and further to get there. But I presence this. My teacher really is asking her practitioners to presence this truth that steaming is for all of us to reclaim. Um, my teacher that I referenced there is Kelly Garza of Steamy Chick. And within that, there are lineages that have been able to keep the tradition of steaming unbroken. And so they've been passed down and have survived the test of capitalism and colonialization. <laughs> I'm twister to say them together. Um, and those, those folks, like my, my friend and teacher, Elide, she has an unbroken path of stewardship that she has learned steaming from. And so her ceremonies have been passed down from her great-great-grandmothers down to her. And she holds ceremony that includes the gathering of folks. Um, and some are all women, some are open to the whole LGBTQYA community um, because she has just an abundance of knowledge in all of her from all of her apprenticeship and from her lineage and um, she's also able to steam we call it lingam steaming in the steaming world but with men and or trans women um, which is really wonderful um, and so it was in ceremony with her i gathered with four other women and we steamed together and it was just like this beautiful 
honestly like unbelievable like parts of it i still am like i'm not sure i really could comprehend the levels of remembrance the feeling like i have done this before whilst knowing that in this lifetime at least i i know that i haven't like it was very much the first time um and so i think that is what when kelly talks about how this is in all of our lineages we all have a blood connection to this um, I felt the truth of that when gathering in a container that was set up by somebody who had come to this practice from a lineage that was unbroken. And so lots of folks might be asking, you know, well, why is, if that's the case, then why haven't I heard about it? What happened to my lineage that disconnected me from this practice? And this could be, you know, a very, very long conversation. But the gist of it is that for instance, my ancestry is Northern and Western European. And this was many, many, many hundreds of years ago when we had the burning times and we had the rise of the church mean that we, it was incredibly dangerous, if not lethal, to be a woman practicing earth-based medicines and spirituality. And with that, many modalities seeming included were banished, deemed evil and harmful and were lost. Um, thankfully, we do have some really cool, um, very old, ancient indicators of seeming having, having happened in the cultic um, tradition, um, which is that evidence that for me, that this is a practice that I can reclaim along the bloodlines. In the United States, it's really important to me to note the leadership of the Black and Indigenous communities for reclaiming this practice and educating so many of us how it goes back to our own ancestry and how we can use it in our modern times. Because it appears that within the African-American and Black communities of the United States, this practice hadn't been lost or banished as, as, um, as long ago. So with, um, with the slave trade, enslaved women were steaming. Um, and so I say that because it's just like the power of these women, they were keeping their traditions, they knew how to look after themselves. Um, and then so devastatingly, the history of gynecology includes using white men who owned black women, enslaved black women, they decided to start Western gynecology through doing surgeries on those enslaved women. Um, and so this was happening in the late 1800s. Many, many enslaved women were brutalized and murdered in this process. Um, and I'm sorry, Leanne, you can even give like a trigger warning. I usually do. Um, I don't say this history to say that I'm going to lead to a point of saying all Western medicine is bad, all Western gynecology is bad. That is not what I believe. I do believe that it's really important to know the origin stories of things. Um, and so I say that for that reason. But after these white men had figured out how to do and perform these surgeries on women and not kill them, um, at the same time, anesthesia was coming onto the scene. They moved up to the north and started the first gynecological clinics in New York to charge and work with white clients. And that is the origin of Western gynecology. And with it came the banishment of midwifery. It was presented as an either or. It was we now have Western gynecology and therefore these traditions, thousands and thousands of years old that women have been practicing because of their efficacy are somehow now no longer appropriate, um, never actually worked and are positioned as even 
dangerous. Um, and with steaming, we say, you know, that that was never so, and it certainly is not so today. Um, and so we have black women leading this reclamation of steaming um, because yes, the, there are many times that the ways in which um, the teachings have been either severed or broken along generational lines, but it is often a practice that is much closer in connection than so many others in the U.S. have. Um, so I've heard my Black colleagues say they weren't really sure of this when they first heard of this from our teacher, Kelly, but then they would speak to their grandmothers and hear their grandmothers be like, yeah, yeah, I did that. <laughs> and so it's just like, they're like, really? Like, why wasn't this passed through? And it was because of the the holds that Western gynecology has had on all of us to think that they are the know-all and end-all um, and steaming challenges that. I've been using ButcherBox for years and I love the convenience of clean animal protein delivered right to my home. And if you're new to ButcherBox and you'd like to make your very first order right now, you will receive two pounds of grass-fed and finished ground beef in every single order for the lifetime of your membership. You can go to butcherbox.com slash keto diet to sign up today. This offer is available until September 23rd, 2020. Now I get all of my meat from ButcherBox because they source the highest quality at great prices. In addition to their pasture-raised beef, they also source free-range organic chicken, heritage-bred pork, and seafood, and you never have to pay for shipping. If you don't already have a ButcherBox membership, now's the time to join. When you order your first box, you'll receive two pounds of 100% grass-fed, grass-finished ground beef in every order for the lifetime of your membership. Go to butcherbox.com slash keto diet to start your membership and receive two pounds of ground beef every month for life. Again, this offer ends September 23rd, 2020. What a beautiful story. I had no idea. And how wonderful a world and time that we live in that so many of us are dropping all that BS, BS meaning bullshit, BS meaning belief systems, and just <laughs> becoming more and more conscious and, and looking back to history. And I think that that is just such a powerful message. And I'm really happy that you shared that with us. I I had a feeling that we were going to have to add a trigger warning to today's episode. So don't worry. I already typed one up. <laughs> um, so that's totally fine. I think it's, it's unfortunate that uh, a trigger warning is necessary for a conversation mm -hmm. like this. Whereas, you know, when I turn on the news and it's like, I feel like trigger warnings need to be attached to all that. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's, it's so beautiful that more and more people are becoming more and more conscious and wanting to do the work and reconnect with themselves. And I also really enjoy that you say yoni bodied people. And I just wanted to put that out there because um, that's something that I could definitely use in future specifically mm -hmm. talking about this. That's just so wonderful. So I want to appreciate and um, just say thank you for, for teaching me that. I feel like I could learn so much from you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You've mentioned a little bit about cleanses um, and how this is a cleansing process. And before our call, I was saying, you know, we have, I've been that person where I go on a five day juice cleanse and then I pound a cheeseburger after because I'm like, oh, thank gosh, I can eat food again. Because this is a cleanse process, I'm, I'm assuming that there's like period care, uh, cycle care for those that are steaming. I'd love to chat with you about that. 
Yes, thank you. This is such a great point. I also have been that. I had pizza at the end of a 14-day cleanse person um, and, and not just like a piece, right? But um, so with, with yoni steaming, it is, as you say, and as we've been talking about, this beautiful support of the natural cleanse of the uterus. And so we want to be thinking about other ways that we can supplement that support. Um, so a huge, huge one is to simply stop using tampons. You know, I, I think about this all the time, um, but then it actually happened. My husband got like a nosebleed a couple of days ago, um, sorry, weeks ago. And so I ran to go get some paper towel and stop the bleed by putting it up into his nose and it stopped the bleed. And it was like, this is exactly what I've been feeling for so long about how counterproductive tampons are because here we're having this cleanse and we're inserting something to, to really stagnate and clot the bleed. Um, and we can just, it might be a little bit gnarly to some people, but if you think about it in conjunction with a nosebleed, it starts to click into place more, at least for me, on why this isn't the right modality to use to support a cleanse that's being meant to happen, that you're looking to support the release of that blood rather than stop it. Um, and so that's my number one period care piece. My other piece is really about, this is beautiful, it's cycling right back to the beginning of our conversation, Leanne, about prioritizing your rest, your nourishment, and your joy during your bleed. Um, and really being able, again, to see the ways that being gentle with yourself are going to be supportive of your body. And so I've thought about this a lot, and it's a, still a little bit challenging to address, but, you know, we have lived in this world as girls and women being told we are less than. Um, and so there's this whole movement and I totally get it. And I probably carried a placard with the sign on it too, but anything you can do, I can do bleeding. Well, yeah, totally. And I don't think that any person, yoni body person, woman should ever be told that they can't do something because they're bleeding. Absolutely not. On the other hand, I see ways in which we have taken this fight to disconnect us from the truth that this is a really beautiful, innate part of our cycle, asking us to go inward, to rest, and to take this moment as Yoni Body people to connect to the reverence of gentleness and release. And there is incredible value with that. And so during your bleed, drinking warm teas, drinking, uh, eating soups. These are going to be really helpful. Just like we know water contracts. There's a contraction with cold. <laughs> um, and so we don't want to enter that into our body because we're going to have this contraction um, and that will lead to the stagnation. And so that's why it's really great to be having the, um, the support of some warmth, which lots of women are called to castor oil packs and other things that are warming in nature around their womb space to support their bleed. Um, you know, I mentioned castor oil packs and I'm just gonna have Leanne put a little note on that because that is another beautiful practice, but you are only gonna wanna do that at certain times in your cycle. And for many people, it's actually not gonna be 
supportive of the actual bleeding time, but supportive of the bleeding time if you do it before and after your bleed, um, which is the same with steaming. So steaming is never safe to do while you're actively bleeding, but it is a great process to prep for the period, prep for the bleed, and steam one to three days before and or one to three days after your bleed stops. And then I know I came to you, Leanne, actually through Alyssa Vitti and a great podcast you did with her. And Alyssa Vitti's work really is showcasing to us that we can eat and move and experience pleasure in different ways that are aligned with our cycles. Um, and so that is an extra way to support your menstrual time um, with the different foods that are going to be extra nourishing. We're losing a lot of iron, so foods that can help balance that out. Seafoods, oysters, kelp um, are gonna be really great at that time as well. But you can go down a really cool, really interesting, I think, rabbit hole on that. And you can remember that the key takeaways are to not use tampons and to get yourself some added rest. I will share, I had this like, oh, oh, it's clicking into place finally. When my teacher Kelly said, you know, your body is making blood to send through the uterus to support the cleanse. And to make blood takes more nutrients. And so that is a process that is going to be not necessarily tiresome, but it takes some freaking work. Your body's so freaking magical. It's making all this blood to support the cleanse. And so that's why we naturally get tired before and during our bleeds and hungry. And I was like, right. And there's a similar process when we're when we're supporting a baby, it's not just that the baby is eating the food that we eat, so we need to eat more food. It's that our body is also creating so many more blood and nourishment. And so the period is connected to that in the way that each month, regardless of if we're looking to get pregnant or not, we are building up blood in a way that takes a lot of energy from the body, and therefore the body is likely going to be super appreciative of more nutrients and more rest. That is such a beautiful way of looking at the creation of blood. And I always look forward to my period time, like especially as somebody who had amenorrhea for eight years. I mean, that blood comes and I'm like, yes, every time. Like, <laughs> yeah, did it. <laughs> and it's just such a joyful, like wonderful, nourishing time. You know, those five days, usually-ish, five-ish days-ish are just so wonderful. And it all, for women who are brand new to this conversation and we're talking about not using tampons and all this crazy stuff that maybe you're perhaps really new with, um, something that I would like to share from my own experience is it just takes time and there's so many layers to this process. And I know that when I switched from tampons over to like the silicone cups, some people may have heard of like peach life cups or diva cups. That was like a big step for me. And I spoke with many girlfriends who were like, ew, you mean you like have to put your finger up there and like, then there's blood everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, looking back, I don't know, 10 years, I would have thought that that was pretty crazy too. So I think it's just like baby so steps. With you. Yeah. 
Like I had um, an acupuncturist maybe six years ago talking to me about the menstrual cup. And actually, again, I guess this is how my intuition comes through. I was kind of like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then don't you know, um, a couple days later, I bought my first one and have never looked back. One of the things that she said to me that really resonated was that it was also a really good way to come into more connection with your cycle and check in on the health of your cycle. And so when you have a cup or when you're bleeding in like free flow or into organic pads, then you are, um, you're just much more likely to notice if there are clots all of a sudden, or maybe you've been working to release clots and now you don't have them. Um, if the blood feels particularly dark this month, if it's bright, if it's light, all of these are indicators of things that are either working really well or looking for more support on. Um, and tampons, I just have found with myself and with others, don't yield the same sort of connection that these other things do. And as you say, like, yeah, you have some blood on your fingers. Like, I think that, yes, once I definitely was squirmy about that. And now I'm like, yeah, it's, it's really great. It, like, it confirms that I'm a bleeding person. And I'm meant to be bleeding right now. This is a really, really good thing. This is a really positive indication of my health. And so seeing it from that perspective, having a little on your hands, it, I mean, it's not like it's hard to wash off. You just wash your hands. You're always washing your hands after you go to the bathroom. <laughs> so um, it turns from this like super weird to super normal thing rather quickly, I think. Yeah, it's really about a reprogramming. I think, you know, you mentioned at a young age, um, we're told that we are less than, and I know like with my period, when I got my first one, it was like, oh, I'm, I'm disgusting. And you would hide, like I would hide my tampons and my pads. And it was like this horrible time where I was really worried that somebody was going to catch me going to the bathroom with the tampon. So I think it's really about that reprogramming and, and starting to notice like, where are these stories? Where did they come from? How do I feel about it? It's really helpful to the whole process, would you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. I share with you on that. All the different little bags I had for different period products that meant that they couldn't tell if there were period products in them, like all all sorts of stuff like that. Um, And it's just really ingrained, therefore. Um, And so it takes some time to let it go or to shift it if that's what you want. You know, we're giving a bunch of different options and it's for everyone to feel like they get to choose if and when they want from a plethora of options for them. Amen to that. So where can, where can people find more from you? You mentioned um, your business. Can you tell us more about that? Um, And I'll include any links in the show notes of yummy things that you share with us. Thank you. Yes. So the business is primarily hosted on our website, which is kataralove.com. And there you're going to be able to book a consultation. You can book a consultation with me. I also have featured two fantastic practitioners so that folks do have an option and can feel who they feel most aligned to work with. And then we sell these Yoni Steam seats, Yoni Steam saunas. Um, I... I have a big smile on my face because I just love this so much. I spent a lot of time designing and crafting them. They're made out of beautiful birchwood and red cedar lid tops. And they have, I believe, a a beauty to them that is celebrating the triangle of our womb space. And I designed them to be able to be put out in a living room if you have to. I now, I mentioned at the very beginning, live in this like rambling farmhouse, so we have plenty of space. But I have also lived in a 270 square foot Manhattan apartment and know that some folks do not have the option to be able to store 
things in closets or bathrooms. Um, and so it's a piece that we have out in our living room um, and just put a book um, and some flowers on when not in use. Um, and so it was, I, I spent about three months with a woodworking teacher designing our product and they are now made by other Maine women with a lot of expertise and a lot of love. And then we also have some other supportive products for the steam practice. We sell um, a beautiful hand woven and hand printed robe and blankets that are made out of organic linen and cotton. And we also sell herbs. And so you, when you go onto kataralove.com, you will see a quiz that you can take and that quiz will direct you to the herbs that are going to be best suited for what you're working with at this time. Um, and so that's a little fun thing. Who doesn't love a fun quiz? And yeah, we're always coming up with different ways in which we can support the STEAM practice for folks. I really think that when you're able to add some beauty and ritual to a practice, it's not only more effective, but it's also more likely that you'll do it. I know that like when I get like some new yoga gear, it just like perks me up and I'm like, okay, I'm back into my practice and I'm getting going with things. Um, and so that was a lot of the intention around the towels and the robes and we're coming out with all sorts of other fun goodies soon too. Oh, that sounds wonderful, Kit. Thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing your brilliance. I know that I learned a whole bunch. So I hope listeners of the show really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, just thank you. Thank you for taking the time to talk with all of us today. Liam, thank you so much. And then I mentioned one other thing, which is that I am most present on Instagram and that handle is at BYKatara. So by Katara. Um, and if you have any questions, please just DM me there. You're also going to find our email and contact stuff on Katara Love. But um, I know some folks are nervous to DM people. I'm somebody who right now in this moment just loves hearing feedback and questions on Instagram. So feel free to do that. And again, it's at BYKatara. Wonderful. I'll include a link in the show notes if you're unable to find her. And thank you so much. Oh, Leanne, thank you. This was such a joy. Thank you so, so much. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode with Kit. I hope you are taking something away from this that you learned a bunch. I know I definitely did. And I'm so, so inspired to start up with this practice again. Next up on the show, Sunday, September 6th, episode 268. I'm chatting about the chaffle. Is it the chaffle or the chaffle? I never know how to say it. CBD testing and keto for men. And then Sunday, September 13th, episode 269, Mara Vega is on the show and we're chatting about how keto is different for women. So I look forward to seeing you there and also on Instagram if you follow me at Leanne Vogel where I share a bunch of mindset tools and tips and shifts of how to look at things a little bit differently. So I'll see you on over there and I'll see you next Sunday. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor should it be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. 
Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.